0: That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward-related by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo-y. I'm not
2: going to worry about your level of concern.
1: Yoy and Double yo-y.
2: we talking about
1: Twitter. Triple Yoy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. rope boy,
2: yoy. Are we going to give Matt Canada praise? It is a pebble in my shoe. We're always trying to get eight pounds in a five-pound bag. We mock ourselves. It's that time again. Or the podcast that asks what Jin's talking about. (laughs) It's the conversation about the Steelers social media conversation. And I'm dare say feeling giddy. I'm feeling pretty giddy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's my microdosing no, I'm uh I'm microdosing Matt Canada. It's me, Kyle Kreis. Across from me is Greg Benavent. Hello. On the ones and twos, I think is the new Cleveland Browns quarterback, oh, great. Rob Banks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Go Browns. Mm-hmm. Not this week. Nope. Nope. Ugh. Bleep. Edit that out. <laughs>
1: Oh, you have the noise. I didn't know you had the noise.
2: (laughs) We're here to expose your hot and toxic takes on Browns Week. Browns Week. Streaking. You know, if if Hmm. history tells us anything, it tells us Kenny's on a streak. Ben had a streak.
1: Hmm. But... Are there still hot takes possible? Oh, I thought this was one of the worst weeks for hot takes, but I say that every week. Well, let's get to the takes. Start with a little batting practice.
2: How about at Shapp19 Shappy? Is there a fan base
1: that complains as much after a win as Steaker fans? That's how upset this guy was. I mean, he couldn't even find the L on his keyboard. He, t- he typed it out
2: and hit and hit uh, send and didn't bring it back. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Even at, at six and three, man. Hey, well, I remember when a 10 and 0 Steeler fans were uh, had stuff to complain
1: about. Yeah. So. And we were all stuck inside then. So that was a little bit different. I mean, I, I my my mind is blocked much of that year. And that somehow includes football as well. But yeah, I, I'm sure they were complaining a lot then too, but this, perhaps it's just because I'm in this position on this podcast, but I thought, again, this was the worst week for people complaining about a win until uh, presumably the next time they win a game and complain then too. Yeah. Until the next win, until we're seven and three.
2: Yeah. Um. Mm. How about one more under batting practice uh, at rocker res, Robbie franchise. Steeler fans, some whiny babies, bro. I ain't ever seen so many mad mf sitting at six and three. <laughs> the vibes were better last year at two and six. Two and six were pretty bad last year. Yes, but uh, I would have said, uh, I would have maybe not sitting here at six and three. But man, a couple weeks ago, I thought we were j- j- as bad as we were at last year two and six.
1: Absolutely, but I, I think I'm not totally off on this take i think there's a lot of truth to this the vibes last year might have been a, not necessarily better but at two and six people were like okay it's kenny's rookie year they're the second half of the season the schedule's opening up it's not as tough there's not eagles and bills but um but yeah it's uh, the two and six vibes have extended on into six and three I remember last year, I mean, you know, remember the Monongahela monster took over yes. the show
2: yes. because there was just no, it was, it was just so much bad takes out there. Mm-hmm. It was just a cesspool
1: of ne- negativity. Um, I think your micro dosing has helped you not notice how much negativity is out there now, which is fine. Yeah. Well, you know, just Twitter itself has gotten so
2: bad with all yes. just the two blue check marks. It's yes, maybe last year's two and six is now just, uh, is our, uh, is our base. Well, now.
1: they're the ones that float to the top now because of the blue check mark that.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like one of the yeah, it's like a uh one of those little puzzles. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Let's get you know, this was I thought the worst week for Kenny. Yes. Uh let's talk about my quarterback.
0: Oh my god. They killed Kenny. You bastards.
2: Uh only took week 10 of his uh <laughs> sophomore Second. year. For mm-hmm. people to really get mad, mm-hmm. and I, I really had to... I tried to get this down to one page, so I oh, really Oh, man. Because this really, could have been the whole episode. Yeah, I, mean, I, I really, really had, had to edit down here to mm-hmm. not even some of the best, just some of... I don't know what... <laughs> just whatever fit on a page. Mm-hmm. At MP Frazier, Mike Frazier, I need to look at the film, but First Look says, This was one of Kenny Pickett's worst games. Granted, a drop, a penalty, took a lot of yards away. Penalties also wiped off, blah, blah, blah. He has to be better. Was this Kenny's worst game? I haven't. I only watched it the one time.
1: I only watched it the one time with you. I, I thought it was one of his weaker games, but I also thought, and I think the stats are pretty clear on this, this is one of the best games they had for running the ball during the Kenny Pickett era. So yeah, I imagine yeah. the parts where Kenny didn't get it done were kind of magnified because of that. So I I I mean I felt like it might have been one of his worst games, but again, excuse me, let me put this a different way. I felt it was one of his worst wins. Yeah, one of his worst wins, exactly. Yeah, um, bummer. Yeah, man.
2: <laughs> Let's get to at Jay Bailey NFL. Jarrett Bailey, Kenny Pickett through ten weeks, touchdown percentage thirtieth, passing yards twenty sixth, yards per attempt twenty seventh passing yards per play 29th passing rating 25th oh. <laughs> just has a quarterback ever been this
1: garbage uh does it matter to you what uh what what which which one of these sticks out to you most uh, I guess the, the touchdown percentage. At, um, I mean, I know yards per attempt is supposed to be a bigger deal. I did like the way you said these. Like, the numbers were flying at the screen as someone was saying them. This was the guy, if I remember correctly, that I asked you, like, hey, we're not associated with that website anymore, right? The, the one that this guy's on? Like, I think that's this. I'm pretty sure this is the dude. I write <laughs> stuff for that website. Oh, okay. Yeah. that never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. But, yeah, no, this is, um, yeah. I, I mean, none of these stats are exactly what you would opt optimally want and uh there's always that gnawing fear that maybe this will all lead to something uh not working out but again it's hard for me to get too upset about this now uh exactly it's six and three who cares you know i you know
2: it's it's, i think you said it a couple weeks ago these are the things that matter when you
1: lose yes yeah yes it was I was smarter then than I am today. <laughs> but when you win, who cares? I don't right. care if we're thirty fifth out of right. thirty two right. or yes, whatever. Exactly. There's some great backups out there
2: because as I'll show you later in the show, uh, some of the worst uh, QB performances for a six and three team, and hmm. you'll and maybe some names out there that you know might you might want associated with Mr. Ken Levin Furniture Pickets. Oh man. Um. Let's keep going with these Kenny takes. How about? at hot underscore Steelers, Steelers hot takes. Lowest passing TD percentage in NFL history. Minimum of 500 passes. Number one, Kenny Pickett, 2.02%. Right above, number two, Gary Huff, 2.03%. I, I
1: don't know who Huff okay. I thought was a songwriter. Oh, or something okay, from, yeah, no? I'm not sure. Yeah, Aubrey Huff played baseball.
2: Um, also on this list, what, uh... Deshaun Kaiser, Ryan Leaf, Brady Quinn—not those kind of people you want to be associated. No, with. No,
1: I mean this is this is a pretty extensive list of uh, uh, first-round busts or guys that maybe had a little bit going and then suffered some injuries, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, this is again, this is not the the good list. But again, uh, notwithstanding Mr. Hoff, uh, the wins on this. Are probably uh, maybe a little more slanted in Kenny's favor as well. I mean, it's all these things like it just feels like this this shadow building, like this bad thing in the background that may happen, but I can't live with it happening yet. I mean, this is the this is the actual living in your fears. Worrying about these stats. This is you, the fan, living in your fears. And what's in what's this just to prove to you that that is there? There's no alternative right now, right? I mean, you're not- oh yeah, no, 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 no. And the, and they are going to draft a quarterback in the in this coming draft, but it's going to be somebody with the idea of them being Kenny's long-term backup, with the possibility of them being an escape hatch and being Kirk Cousins if everything goes badly. So you know, it, uh, the draft pick being Kirk Cousins, not the actual Kirk Cousins. My God, no, but, let's bring know. him in. Let's bring him into. <laughs> Bring her into town next year. <laughs>
2: um, this is at Kenny's underscore Wood. Kenny's Wood. Mm. If this shows anything, I think it shows how Tomlin and Canada are afraid to design much over the middle. They know that turnovers are usually a key factor in wins and loss. Living in their fears, per usual. We've got the passing chart for Kenny Pickett and everyone wants to put a big square in the middle of the field (laughs) I saw some people making the square so big it was like oh 40 yards downfield oh you know it's like not throwing the ball 40 yards downfield oh yeah Mm -hmm. uh but but it is obvious everything is to the sidelines Mm -hmm. nothing uh nothing in the middle of the field are you how concerned are you
1: that we're not passing over the middle of the field. Well, I think this is one of those things that I, I don't think it's just Tomlin and Canada. I mean, Kenny is also involved in this, too. And I mean, there have been guys in the middle of the field. That doesn't mean they're ne- the play is necessarily supposed to go to them. I mean, this is one, you know, I... I I hate to talk about penalties and all that kind of thing but if Austin doesn't get that penalty which people smarter than me have explained was a good penalty I certainly struggled with that but okay then there is a big uh green dot in the middle of this that ends the game I mean if they totally had no trust whatsoever for Kenny throwing in the middle they wouldn't have called any kind of play where that was possible the throw to Pickens in the fourth which would have more or less ended things so I, I I think they are living where is that line between living and your fears and just being conservative as a play caller i i don't know because the one thing i don't see up there i don't see any passes in the middle i don't see any red either red which would be interception correct
2: yeah i don't see touchdowns either no no. touchdowns definitely not on that
1: list as well
2: (laughs) um all right you know it's it's almost hard to throw 14 completions for only 127
1: oh yes absolutely (laughs) whatever it uh, it definitely is oh yeah no no no. all these things could have be bad eventually they're not today it could be bad unless
2: you're at Mark Cabali, insider Mark Cabali. Teams that target the middle of the field less than the Steelers bengals bills eagles cowboys
1: chiefs mm. I, I don't know if this is true mm. but it uh it certainly sounds like it might be people were vociferously telling him he was lying in the mentions of this oh like really people were very much like you can't be true and he kept saying you're right i made this up it definitely is some statistic but he, no, no 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 no. he was laughing at them that was mockery he didn't make this up this, he didn't make it up he, no i mean it's he, he, he certainly i didn't go look it up myself but he stood by it as a reporter he wasn't just lying about this i don't think it uh, I took that as a joke the idea that you know lie that they were uh, uh, telling me they made it up so no I mean it's you know uh, uh, again you don't have to target the middle of the field to win again these are all complaints you're having as a team is winning I mean you we've heard a lot of ridiculous Steeler arguments over the years I, this is the first time I have ever heard they're not throwing enough over the middle and I'm going to be upset about that while I'm at work
2: They don't. You don't even have to target the end zone to win, as this team shows.
1: (laughs) As the passing chart certainly (laughs) did. Yes. Um. Do we want to? We can't verify that that's true, but it certainly sounds. No, but that's
2: appropriate for this. That is. Um. One more thing on Kenny, and then we've been going
1: like fifteen minutes on Kenny. Oh Uh, man! But that's how much you know discourse was out there. I mean, it's proportional to how much nonsense there was
2: at Jared W. Kane, Kenny needs to get out of his own head who gives a ish if you turn it over it's inevitable in the game of football take risks and let it fly playing conservative is going to derail you this is uh, is this the
1: burner account for BA Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds like uh, an easy way to be three and six this season. It uh, that sounds like a good way to have uh, lost the Packers game and maybe the uh, the Rams won as well this year. It uh, I mean, Tomlin's goal is always to win this game, to win this game, the game in front of you, and he's found the way to do that right now with this team that he feels most comfortable doing is the. Uh, not turning it over. Now, eventually, they're going to get into a game where the defense isn't going to hold somebody for the entire game, and Kenny is going to have to throw a lot other than the Niners game, where it did not work. So then you're going to get your wish about uh, 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 him getting out of his own head, taking risks, and letting it fly. We'll see what happens then. Yeah, I mean we're going to have a lot to tweet about if, uh, <laughs> what, if when that day comes. I mean the defense is good. Eventually they're going to have to they're going to give up, you know, four touchdowns, 30 points, etc. someday. Uh, you know, just be happy with the win. You can uh. Keep my tombstone or whatever. I'll take the W. Take
2: the W. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we could call every episode that.
2: Um <laughs> Let's see. So let's. Why don't we just take a break and go to the second half? I don't know. It's it's an early first half. Sure. Uh, But all these pickets, all this uh, all picket, (laughs) no lead takes. Um, Which is what it was. I mean, was this this week. Yeah, yeah. In the second half, why don't we talk about? Is this the worst six and three team ever? <laughs> that was the hyperbole. So I had to go and track down the historical factual mm. uh, analysis. Is that is that it? I don't know analysis? I don't know. I did some Google searches. <laughs> also, what about you know we didn't even talk about uh, we haven't talked yet about uh, George Pickens' social oh, media. Geez. So it's like, should we, Uh I thought, you know, should we talk about some of the biggest controversies (laughs) in Steelers' social media history all, all what, like eight years of... (laughs) All right, we'll see you in the second half.
0: That's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Fun times in Cleveland today. Cleveland. Come
2: on down to Cleveland Town, everyone. No division crown since 89. See some guys who can't play for the Chiefs. Their best draft day happened in a movie. Go hear the fans still talk about last year. You'd think it was the best day of their lives. In 20 years, they've only had seven wins. But Baker leads the league in commercials. QBs and coaches don't sign a long lease. Ben is to blame for job loss in Cleveland. His lifetime record is twice. 24-3-1, there needs to be a statue in Cleveland, he's the guy who owns all of Cleveland,
0: yeah!
1: All right, it's Browns Week, I and forgot how long we've been doing that until I heard that song again, yeah, how that long was we've a, been on this podcast.
2: A classic from 2021. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Uh, Brown's week and the Kenny continues the Ben streak. You know, if, this it, is his first game in Cleveland, if I remember correctly. Yes, because last year it was uh, Mitch went in at the Thursday night game. So Kenny could be
2: three and zero against uh, against Cleveland. <laughs> I like that you danced. You yeah, danced. no, I'm excited. I'm excited for this week's game. I'm excited. I'm excited for seven and three Steelers and in uh, three and zero in the division. Who couldn't be? Okay, we promised some serious analysis. Oh yes. So here's the question. Uh, I guess there's two tiers here. Let's start with at okay. Michael at Michael Beck, 56 Michael Beck. Not sure how people will try to defend him today, but Steelers must have the best record with the worst quarterback play in the last 15 years. Okay. That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> that sounds like something you can just throw out there in a tweet, but okay. uh, let's see what, 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 you know, let's see. Uh, Kenny Pickett is right now. Mm-hmm. 61.3% completion rate, mm. 1,600 yards, six touchdowns, four interceptions, uh, a rating of uh, 81.1. Okay. 179 yards per game. hmm so yeah, not not exactly uh,
1: not Pro Bowl MVP, material. MVP. Uh, no, yeah. this is not. We're not in that discussion. Of He's who's not started. an alternate to the Pro Bowl team. Not yet, not just currently. a lot of dudes are going to have to find something else to do in February. But for, is it uh, the worst
2: happen. record with a, for a six and three team? <laughs> what about? Mark Sanchez in 2009, 53.8% completion. That's
1: lower. Wow. Yes. Uh,
2: 2,400 yards, but that's for the entire season.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say, I didn't realize Mark Sanchez was throwing for 5,000 yards this year. No, that cause... was for an
2: entire season, gotcha, 2,400 gotcha. yards, 12 touchdowns, 20 picks. But mm. Kenny's nowhere near that. Okay.
1: And a rating of 63. <laughs> And that's also why the Steelers' record is so much better. Is because Kenny is nowhere near the twenty interceptions. I think Tomlin yeah. is fine with if there's any degree of slowing Pickett's growth to the extent that that's true by playing it as conservative as possible. I I become a little more convinced of that every week.
2: And what about? I'll throw this in there. This is uh, this is a little bit further down in the stats, but let's go back to 1983. Wow, uh, a little quarterback called John Elway. <laughs> Remember him? Threw seven touchdowns, 14 interceptions in his rookie year. Mm. Broncos started six and three, 1,600 yards. Oh. So that's less that Kenny could beat that this past Well, this that's next also game. a different
1: era. You could, like, hit a dude, dude running the, you know, bump and run, all this. But yes, the, I mean, I had no idea about these stats. You know, uh, Broncos had the 26th ranked offense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might say that John Elway's rookie year was worse than Kenny's uh, this year. Oh, certainly. And it's I mean, I imagine whatever you think of this year's Steelers team, I imagine that that Denver team was probably worse. I mean, that they were in a position to pick Elway. But yeah, it um, the
2: year before they were. But that this mm-hmm. team was six. And three. Oh, this was oh, this, so was this wasn't team. his rookie
1: year. OK, that was I, his rookie year. Yeah, I see. I see. OK, I got you. I got you. This, they started out six and three and then this all went bad. Wow. Well okay. they, they
2: yeah they went to the playoffs. I mean mm. they they um
1: mm. I don't know what they finished. What did they finish? 9 and 7. Yeah, but that would have been enough to get in in the West. And while yeah. I did not know this. This is you've done actual research. I mean this is I feel like I have brought nothing to this. You brought real info. That that's new that's great. Uh what about <laughs> Vince
2: Young, 2007 Titans, <laughs> he he had nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions. Mm-hmm. They were ranked 27th in passing yards, last in passing TDs. You know, we're, right now we're ranked, what, 30th in passing TDs? Yes, so, yes. Uh, you know, would you say
1: Kenny's having a better season than 2007 Vince Young? Absolutely. It, um. Yes, and that's, and Vince is one of those guys that, you know, his career maybe didn't end up where people thought it might, but he did have some good years. He was a real threat at his best. So I
2: think we can debunk uh, <laughs> at Michael Beck 56. I don't think this is the worst
1: quarterback play for a 6-3 and team in the last 15 years. Oh, certainly years. not. Certainly not. It, um, I, do think, I do wonder if some of these people, I realize now, is I think there is a group of uh, pro-Kenny trolls online. And I wonder if they've gone after some of these people, which has made them respond with some of the more anti-Kenny takes. But I can't verify that.
2: Pro-Kenny trolls. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it's just like if you say something against Kenny, they come out and get you. I've just seen enough of the Pittsburgh sports media talk about that. But that's, that doesn't mean that you, as a professional media person, have to let that get to you quite so bad. All right. Let's get to
2: the main thesis. <laughs> From at Fred Kernisky Okay. Ski... This is the worst 6-3 and three team of the Super Bowl era. <laughs> Enjoy the ride, but we all know how it's going to end. No playoff wins. Another non-losing season participation trophy. <laughs> all right, challenge on. Is this the worst 6-3 and three team of the Super Bowl it's era? S- currently, s- s- our offense is currently Steelers offense. 26th in scoring. Okay. 28th in total yards. Mm-hmm. 29th in passing yards. So, mm-hmm. kind of bleak. Yes. But we already talked about the 83 Broncos with Elway. Elway, Mm -hmm. um, They had the 26th ranked (laughs) offense. So uh, we're, you know, the same as us right now. (laughs) John Elway's rookie year, right? Mm -hmm. Would Mm -hmm. you, uh, they they end up going to the playoffs. They lost to Seattle in the wild card round. Okay. So you know if if that's how the Steelers check out, w- would you say that's a uh, kind of a, f- a failed season?
1: Well, I mean, I I said before the year I wanted to see improvement. Them getting to the playoffs would most likely constitute improvement. I can't sit here in the middle of November and say that's hundred percent correct because I'm not sure how they get to the playoffs. Like if they lose out the last month and then get into the playoffs and then lose in the wild card, that might not feel like progress. But right now, that would constitute progress. Yes.
2: All right, so uh, possibly not worse than the '83 Broncos. We talked about the 2007 Titans with Certainly. Vince Young. Uh, I don't think we're I don't think we're worse off than them. No. Um, there's the '99 Lions. I think this was a was this a Charlie Batch team? Uh, it
1: sounds right. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was.
2: You know, even though they beat five playoff caliber teams during the season, they lost their final four, finished eight and eight, had the 21st ranked offense. Hmm. So a little bit better than the 2023 Steelers, but they were second in turnovers, second most turnovers. Wow. And uh the, you know, so uh, the, some of these people in the first half of the show saying, "Oh, just let it rip. Just let right. it rip."
1: No, just, don't. It... Don't let it rip. Do not l- keep it from ripping. Keep it together," seemed, seemed. Uh mm-hmm. what about do you remember who remembers the 2016 Texans
2: led <laughs> by Mr. Brock Osweiler, <laughs> the 72 million dollar man? They started 6-3, and three, but they were 28th in scoring, mm-hmm. 29th in total yards.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Brock had a 59% completion percentage.
1: That, Brock has come up from a few of the uh, anti-picket people as an analogy for his career. Uh, I've already seen that in a few cases using Brock Osweiler to uh, uh, further an anti-picket narrative. Saying that Kenny is like Brock. Yes, that's, that's, the, that's the analogy right so far, Yes. Oh uh, well, I don't know. I wouldn't give
2: Kenny a seventy two million dollar <laughs> contract. Yeah, I'm not there
1: on a seventy two million dollar contract. That's something we can keep to ourselves right now here in year two.
2: Um so that's for do we new? do we want to even go further? I could,
1: I don't know. I got I got, I could well, they but they won a playoff game. It looks like here too, from what your numbers with the Texans. So yeah, oh yeah, the, which one? The the, the the Texans, Brock Osweiler.
2: Oh yeah, the Texans mm-hmm. did beat the Raiders in the wild card. Still, mm-hmm, you know, even mm-hmm. with that crappy offense. So you know, get into the playoffs,
1: and anything can happen. That's what, that's kind of the name of the game, right? Especially in this era where there's only one bye. If there was two buys, I could see. Okay, you want to put yourself in the best position. Da, 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 da. man. We live in a world where there's Monday Night Football playoff games like just get in there who knows what's going to happen you know get to the playoffs you you might beat uh
2: you might beat uh uh Peyton manning and the colts <laughs> you might beat uh you know the bengal's uh, division winning Bengals. or if you even
1: or if you really want to be a Steelers hater hey you could be the one that rolls into a team stadium and they have the best defense and like your third string tight end catches a touchdown in the third quarter and you win because they bat down a pass at three yards away like the Chargers did Chargers we li- I mean and even then what they had what was his a name Tua m- 2-0 oh, uh, Alfred Papunu Papunu because it, uh, yeah. it sounded like a delicious meal and it was very painful instead <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Gibson actually knocked the pass away as a pizza place in San Diego I will never go to but yeah but that's but even then you've seen I mean even if you're a Steelers hater you've seen the Steelers drop enough home games in the playoffs to teams that they were heavy favorites on like for the Brady Patriots to know that you just have to get in there and then maybe it can work out yes maybe you lose by 40 to Travis Kelsey and uh, uh Mahomes or whatever but that's not going to happen every time sometimes you're the Papuna and
2: sometimes uh <laughs> the Punu, you. You, yeah, yeah. So no we're not the worst six and three team of all time is, is that enough proof i can i i can, we could can go on
1: and even if we weren't it could still get into the playoffs that's it <laughs> i mean it's i i feel like I could say this every week too it's a shame you had to look that up let's give
2: the uh let's give the final word on this topic to at Chris K. Turney. Chris Turney. It took the Steelers 14 games in 2022 to reach their sixth win. This year, they've done it nine. That's an improvement from a win-loss perspective. <laughs> If they split their last eight with a 4-4 four and four record, they likely make the playoffs. Playoffs?
1: I'm so glad I didn't see this tweet, because then I would have clicked on it and see just the massive amount of hate this person must have gotten for posting this.
2: <laughs> but it is, I mean, it, yes. it, you
1: know, it is much better than last year. Right. Um,
2: last year, we were on the doorstep of the playoffs. Are we even better off than 2021?
1: I think so. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, yes, this team is definitely in a better position right now. It, uh, I mean, the toughest parts of their schedule are coming up, the... The games in Ohio, the game in Baltimore, uh, the Steelers certainly haven't had a lot of luck traditionally in Seattle, but they didn't have it in Vegas in California or the West Coast before either. So, yeah, the toughest part, the toughest parts other than the Niners are coming up. But yeah, it's it's it, even for someone like me that's not necessarily an optimist. It's hard not to be optimistic right now.
2: Holding those balls in big moments. That's
1: right. <laughs> big moments coming up.
2: In Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have you know we let's we haven't talked defense. We never talked defense. Let's uh mm-hmm. let's spend some time on defense. Okay. This is at a Saunders underscore Pgh. Mm-hmm. Alan Saunders. There's nothing lucky or unsustainable about the way the Steelers are playing defense right now. The yards don't really matter. You can't play real defense anymore anyway. Field goals. And takeaways
1: equal wins. Mm-hmm. Is that is there a point there? Like oh, one hundred percent. There's a point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with this. I, in fact, I, 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 Alan Saunders has become my one of my favorite people in the Pittsburgh sports media since we started this podcast. I saw, I watched his podcast where he did a lovely rant about this exact thing. It's yes, this is absolutely the case. The Steelers defense is built for this. That's why they spent everything on the pass rush and the defensive line and hope to get some corners. The idea is they keep you on the, they keep you playing. They keep, they keep everything in front of you, and they bet that somewhere along the way, you're either a going to Stall out and have to kick the field goal, or B they take the ball away. It's it, it, this is exactly what they're designed to do. Uh, we don't worry about the Joneses. We don't. We don't worry about the yards or the Joneses. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and is that so? Is that I mean, you know, is that why? Who cares what? Uh, What about
1: the inside linebacker situation? Well, I mean, the the inside linebacker situation is going to be an issue, particularly with Cleveland, because Cleveland with the rookie quarterback is not going to have any problem just running the ball and running the ball and running the ball and running the ball. That's going to be an issue there. But I I, I, but I I do think the days of, you know, spending a, a top 10 pick to get an inside linebacker, they may be behind us. That sounds about right. Okay,
2: how about at Ben Anderson fifty eight? Ben Anderson, the Steelers are a league best plus ten on turnover differential. For any of you wondering how they've turned mediocre to poor play into six and three, that's how turnovers shoot teams in the foot. Pittsburgh is living and dying by their ability to protect the ball and also take it away. Mm -hmm. Right now, uh, Steelers are number one in turnovers, Mm -hmm. number two in fumbles number 5 in interceptions were on pace to have
1: more than the 2008 defense which is amazing i mean that's uh, it, it just as great as that defense was no this is 100% correct and I, I and it's sort of changed the way i watch the games because i i think like a lot of us used to think okay you throw a deep interception that's like a punt Who cares? Well, the last time they did that was the Houston game when in the first quarter, Kenny tried to go to Calvin Austin, just as he did against Vegas. And then after that, Houston was more or less in the driver's seat for almost the entire game up into a few moments that were iffy in the third quarter. So, yeah. So now I believe even more and more you protect the ball and give yourself a chance to win at the end. And whatever happens, happens. So is this metric, is turnover metrics
2: more important than yards? Are we, are we throwing out the old LeBeau graphic that's, like, number one in total yards, <laughs> number one in pass yards? Well,
1: I think that was that was a different era, unfortunately. We're getting older. I mean, I was thinking about that because I was talking to someone. It's like, I've loved the Texans my whole life. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, but also, like, it... But I think there's something to that now. It, it's because, and that gets back to the good point that Alan made a few tweets back about, you can't play real defense anymore. I mean, those LeBot teams, that was real defense. That was great players in every line of the defense. That was, you know, Joey, Joey Porter and Harrison almost killing a guy over the middle. I mean, that's, you know, that this is an entirely different era where, hey, we're just going to keep blitzing you, and we're going to drop, and we're going to have our corners play at a certain depth, and if this works out. uh, uh We're going to take the ball or maybe you have to kick a field goal and we're going to hope our offense can figure it can keep it close enough. So at the end, we figure this out. Um, let's go on to <whistles> at
2: Amanda F. Godsey, Amanda mm-hmm. Godsey. Steelers points by quarter versus opponents points by quarter through nine games. The Steelers defense has shut out five opponents in the fourth quarter. They've allowed three points or fewer in seven of nine fourth quarters. The Steelers defense has allowed just three fourth quarter points in the last five games combined. Mm-hmm. We talk about fourth quarter Kenny, uh,
1: but maybe it's fourth quarter, fourth quarter D who cares? Absolutely. No, it's no, it's it's the fourth quarter deep, but it's also those other teams are in the position where they are trying to do things. I mean, just look at the last two games where all those turnovers come around in the fourth quarter because those quarterbacks are trying to make plays. They're throwing deep. They have to do that because uh, the Steelers either came back or the Steelers kept the game very close. The, it, it's it's that's why I don't feel this statistic is again more important than all those stats you saw about the Steelers' defense is twenty eighth and whatever this metric is. Like yes, they're that through three quarters. Uh, Maybe these are issues when this team loses a game, or when when's the last time they were down double digits going into the fourth? It was probably the Jacksonville game, or the Houston game, or definitely a game they lost. If they can keep it close, or that wonderful phrase that people now use, a rock fight uh then yeah <laughs> then they can keep it multiple people have said that about the series They get you into a rock fight i'm like i like that That's... jacksonville was still a rock fight though wasn't it i mean that was there was still like was one score within. it was one score for a while i, I forget exactly when they went up to it might i want to like say a, it was after one of mitch's interceptions mitch's pick, but could i could be think, wrong yeah, yeah. yeah and it's but again mitch throws the pick and we don't get into this moment where hey maybe there's a chance to do something at the end because mitch is throwing the three dudes and none of them are alan robinson um, and that sounds
2: like a good formula for the Browns week. Let's keep this new quarterback around in the fourth. And, well, I mean,
1: I, but I think, you know, the days of the Steelers blowing anyone out, those days are gone. I mean, would it be nice to see this team up by more than one score going into the fourth? Yes, but I, I, I certainly don't think that's going to happen against the league's best defense in Cleveland. That feels like a lot, but it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it's. I imagine the, both teams are going to kind of go into the same idea. Let's stop the run and make the quarterbacks beat us. I mean, that's, anyway, I mean, not it's the most game planning I think we've ever done on this podcast, this last 45 seconds. Let's
2: talk more game planning. <laughs> at Mark Cabali. Mark Cabali, mm-hmm. you know things are going well for the Steelers when an injured player makes the game-saving <laughs> call on the sidelines. This was the... A narrative that Minka uh-huh. was like street yelling defense. off Austin and he uh, made
1: them take the time out. is, is what the narrative told us. And okay. because uh, Austin had originally
2: called a man defense and Minka said, No, we're putting everyone at a picket fence on the goal line. <laughs> um, what do you, you know, is that, it, I don't know. There, there were takes in it, oh, it shows Austin doesn't know what he's talking about. Then there were takes like, Oh, it shows he's open to communicating with his players. I don't know. What's the, what's, what's that?
1: Saying? The one thing we do know that I, I feel qualified to. To say is that Minka really did look animated. That part I can tell you. Mink, Minka looked very fired up to tell them this call. I don't know. I can't speak to the competency of Austin one way or the other. I do think it kind of speaks to that players coach thing we heard. That at least, hey, this timeout that we're not going to use. I mean, this is literally the last play of the game. It's not like, oh, we can get this back and Kenny can throw deep. No. So that they would use the timeout and listen to what Minka said. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that shows how all, many voices are valued. But um, but no. I mean, other way, it does show the greatness of Mink it maybe figured we also don't know the other play might have worked too I mean it's it's three (laughs) seconds left they weren't like they were what at the 11 I mean it's not like they were at the 4 or something like
2: he was going to have to force it into the somebody yes he was
1: going to have to force it to somebody
2: um and i think we might see that it might be a repeat i don't know why am i feeling that that we're going to see that again This, uh... I, I mean
1: you're always an optimist you seem very optimistic today and <laughs> well here's
2: someone who's here's someone who's not so optimistic <laughs> at you're under arrest day nervous about this decision uh tomlin not looking for outside not looking outside of the organization for inside linebacker help it's going to be I guess, Mark
1: Robinson, the next man up. Well, it's, it's, I think it's also this, uh, I'm going to mess up his name, Michael Walker, Michael Walker. I mean, the last, you know, I've heard people mention, make reference to Sean Spence when he came in, uh, when they're after to chase Well, that was a different era in terms of practice squad today, since the pandemic, you can put actual players on your practice squad. I guess this Walker guy, he had like a hundred tackles for the Falcons last year. I mean, this isn't, you know, uh, another seventh round, uh, uh, rookie that, uh, has only played a few snaps I mean this guy has been in the league before and it seems like oh I forgot you could put dudes like this on your practice squad now so I mean that that makes better that to me makes and he's also been with a team all year it makes a lot more sense than like hey here's a guy that's completely washed up and has like one knee but you've heard of him
2: uh yeah i don't know i don't know i don't have any i don't have any take on this at all i you know i, I we could put we could put seven safeties out there instead of any linebackers i don't know whatever right you know. and i
1: think also too the fact that keanu neal came up in uh tomlin's injury report is even more disconcerting because boy that's a guy to be very helpful against the run this week so i can see why that's like hey we've got the guy that got 100 tackles a year ago you're uh almost a starter now
2: Call up uh call up local Nick Kowalski's he's still around.
1: Kwiatkowski or Hover? I thought I thought that's how you say it. I mean we've never said it the same way twice. We certainly <laughs> didn't during the preseason. So that but that seems like a guy too. If he's not on someone's squad, and even if he is, you can bring him over. But yeah. That'd be a feel good story. Mm-hmm.
2: Or just Mark Robinson could step up and be
1: the guy, maybe. Right. I mean, it's it's all the people that told you how much they need Mark Robinson have been quiet this week now that he's getting a chance. Like that's I don't know if there's no room for that trolling anymore with so many other so much takery in the air, but it uh but this would be a nice time for the Mark Robinson uh display because he looked terrible in that game against <laughs> Cleveland last year at home. Oh. <laughs> he they you know they inside the NFL had some
2: footage with Cam with Mike up, and he was like trying to encourage Mark. I get it must have been after it must have been after the Quan injury because he was like, "All right, we all got to be more communicative. <laughs> we all got to communicate now, and we all got to yell it out and stuff." So each of us,
1: and yeah. then looking right at Mark, Mark we have to be right we have Mark. to be more communicative, <laughs> right, right. Okay, how about
2: we haven't have we talked much about Joey Porter at no. NFL Rookie Watch? Mm-hmm. NFL Rookie Watch. Joey Porter Jr. already looks like a top ten cornerback in the NFL. Nine games into his career, no doubt any longer that the Nittany Line should have been a top twenty pick. Uh, he's tied for second least in the NFL on targets least in the NFL on receptions allowed second least in the NFL in yards allowed fourth least in the NFL in passer rating allowed is this a, is this you know the man uh emerging or is this him uh, is he a product
1: cornerback
2: is this well, a I, system cornerback one <laughs> I have
1: not <laughs> I have no idea how to judge uh cornerback play. I do know that after every game, regardless of what happened there's another tweet like this where someone tells you some secondary stats that I had no idea about the show Porter Junior's been amazing I mean some of these in terms of the, the target and all that are you know you can throw to Levi Wallace aside i mean it's it's but maybe you're throwing a little bit less to Patrick Peterson after him covering that young big fast dude and getting the interception tip to Neil it he has it, it Look, I don't know about the stats. I don't know about the future. I do know that the Joey Porter Jr. development experience could not have gone better to this point. I mean, I kept yeah. waiting for him to get the big pass interference penalty just because he does grab dudes. I mean, that's, this is this is you want to talk about you can't play defense any real defense anymore. Well, PZ Jr. is kind of stretching that. He's still trying to play some real defense back there in the secondary. Hasn't cost a game yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, they make jokes about the tackling, which is not great. But it's, I'll take that with everything else he can do. Well, I mean, they'll figure that out.
2: That's the thing. It's like, oh yeah, he's the best. He's already a top ten corner. Well, early on, he was only put in these pass only situations. Yes. Then, you know, against D. Hopkins, mm-hmm. you know, he he was in situations where he didn't have to be in the box to tackle, right. didn't have to do some uh, worry about the screens or some other things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is it is it the system that?
1: Tomlin and Austin are putting him in to make him excel, and or it doesn't even matter. Well, I mean, but I think, but I think at this point, I mean, again, we're what ten games into the guy's career. I think at a certain point, you know, system and development are synonymous. I mean, they're developing him. They aren't hiding him from things. They're helping him to grow as he goes. I mean, I forget who made the point, but it was a good one. Maybe if you start him every game, maybe he goes out there in a 49ers game and they probably still get blown out anyway because those are great receivers and Purdy was great that game. So maybe that stunts his growth a bit, whereas now his confidence has to be flying high. I mean, they're doing comedy skits in the locker room, if you saw that interview with him and yeah. KZ. like. Yeah. Um, alright, well why don't we get the bank? We finally
2: found him a quarterback. <laughs> named Joey Cortez Portland. Allen all right, yeah. <laughs> all right, a little odds and ends. This is off the board, actually. Let's okay. go to at coach speak index the coach speak index what didn't know there was a coach speak index no Steelers coach Mike Tomlin has a 70 percent reliability rating on injury coach speak this is the analytic stat that I needed is uh how to grade so he's got a 70 Tomlin has a 70 percent reliability rating when it comes to injuries wow but only a 50 percent reliability when it comes to transactions
1: I'm overwhelmed. Like, I mean, because I'm just... No, because I'm just thinking, like, okay, to put this together, you would have to study all of the words of each of the coaches' (laughs) press conferences and then cross-reference that with what happens... I, the entire season you can't just do it that week because that's where you get into depth chart and usage workload and transactions and and wow i mean this is that this, this makes me long for the pertinence of pff ratings but um but no but this i'm so glad you found this this is amazing it um i i would imagine and i could be wrong perhaps i'm showing my homerness here as well that that would have to be one of the higher percentages in terms of injury coach speak uh uh, because i know you have to uh, because as i if i'm not wrong about this you have to put out an injury depth uh, like injury report but you don't have to like say it's true i mean i'm used to hockey where you just outright lie and everyone does and it's accepted i
2: you know i i wonder what the, i'd have to look at what the other coaches are i do feel like he pretty much says uh he says what he means when he talks when it comes to injuries though there are times when he doesn't have to give the info like right preseason mm-hmm. you know so yeah he, he's not very forthcoming then when he
1: doesn't have to or should he be I mean, IR it's... situations mm-hmm. Um, I I mean, I I would imagine that these numbers for Tomlin, I mean, knowing Tomlin at this point, the things he would bring up or almost invariably, how often does he really use that press conference to send a message to players on the team or to the team in general? I mean, that's the entire goal almost every time. So this these numbers, you know, that that uh, Tomlin will be open about these things when it aligns with his ultimate goals. Secret agendas, that's not on the, uh, the this list. <laughs> uh, Don't give them any ideas. They could start <laughs> rating secret agendas, too, with, with, with an entire fuel gauge as well yeah yeah he well he's always in the he, he's not unreliable in any uh in any situation that's so. that, that that's surprising i mean i, I yeah i am i'm impressed uh a little horrified but mostly impressed that's a joke to me well <laughs> i didn't i'm you know now i got
2: that's a must follow account now i'm gonna have to. oh 100 percent um Let's give the final word to at us sports now, us, you sports. Mm-hmm. Multiple members of the Steelers have made comments this week about wide receiver George Pickens, who expressed vague frustrations on social media <laughs> after the teams win the prior week. This the, the, Their headline is Steelers teammates support George Pickens after social media outburst.
1: Okay, this is the happiest I've seen a picture of George in a long time.
2: What? Um... You know, this, we didn't talk about it last week. I don't know. No. It just
1: didn't really, uh, uh, you know, I
2: don't know. You know, he deleted pictures off social media. It's not the same as some of the big social media no. controversies.
1: Of I, the- I agree with you 100%. I'll piggyback on top of it. This is actually the very opposite of an outburst. When you delete things, you're not outbursting. You're taking <laughs> things away. You're not saying anything. It's, he deleted them and he came back. Uh, I mean, I, I I know that this is probably not good for team cohesion or whatever. But man, how many times have you just wanted to do that same thing? Just delete your Instagram. Like, how how exciting would that be? That would be very freeing. I stop posting. Day. I you know hmm. I'm kind of that's off the one I stick to. I yeah. like. I mean, I mean, they're all terrible, but Instagram seems the least uh, toxic, which is not meaning anything whatsoever. But yeah, I it, it's the opposite of an outburst. It seems like it's okay now, but it you know it'll come up again. And I think the other reason it continues to come up is he didn't get a lot of catches because the Packers, again, made him the focal point of uh, stopping the passing game. I'm more frustrated with that he didn't congratulate DJ after his
2: touchdown. That was uh... uh,
1: not the best look. I mean, mean, there's a lot of different factors about that. But man, just find your way over there, you know? And maybe it happened on the sideline. We didn't see the cameras. I kind of think somebody would have caught it if it had. But that would have been very nice for him to go over and do that. I think as a social media controversy, this barely, this might barely crack the top 10. Oh, I don't um, think it's anywhere near the top 10, but I'm so glad you put this together.
2: You know, like, is it, you know, is it, I mean, remember... There was last year Deontay Johnson's cryptic tweet right. that everyone was worried about. We did a whole episode about. He that. He thought that you know people thought that he was going to demand a trade or something mm-hmm. because he said like the best is yet to come or so. I don't know what he said. right.
1: And it was and it was also that was I forget when that was around the time with him. Did he and Mitch fight at halftime? Yeah, that was uh, that would have been after that. Oh, yeah. Okay, then of course twenty twenty one Juju's
2: milk crate challenge. Oh man, remember those glory days? That was the you know that
1: was kind of the. Um, Uh, I don't know. That was like the... He was going to get hurt, this professional athlete who trains for hours a day jumping on a milk crate. And it wasn't even a regulation milk crate challenge. (laughs) But, man, people
2: acted like that was the... uh, Oh, yes. You know, how about Uh, Stephen? Also 2021 Stephen Nelson. Steven Nelson went to Twitter to say, I don't want to be a hostage. Don't mm-hmm. let, you know, he wanted to, he demanded a trade. Yes. Yes, he did. That at, was a uh, high point in, uh, Steelers And as we found media. out
1: later, Steve's an emotional guy on Twitter at, uh, I mean, he's someone that, uh, he has outbursts like actual outbursts, that guy twenty twenty was of course juju uh logo dances. And that was at the start of uh uh, uh uh TikTok too, right? That was like the beginning of like TikTok making its way to the yeah. Steelers uh, people didn't locker.
2: understand TikTok culture yet. I maybe I was
1: included, but you know it's I only, ser- I, I certainly still don't. He wasn't
2: yes. being disrespectful to these teams, he's just kinda showing like here I am, you know, it's more like I'm checking in here, you know.
1: Right. I mean there's a million other places you could have danced in a he, stadium. He would have gone he get he would get blown up. Yeah. During the game. Right. If yeah. you were to do that kind of... Yes. If anything, it I mean, it's off. a T.O. thing, I remember, from back in... It ticked off their team more than anything. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, that was... It was it Because it's been a sign of disrespect since the beginning of sports. Yeah. That's eventually what uh, made him shut it down. But, mm-hmm.
2: you know... uh how about 2018 when Chris Boswell quit Twitter? I forgot this, but I
1: love him more already. That was his hate. You know, he was getting all that hate because that was his bad season. Oh, that was the year he was hurt, and they still kept trotting him out there anyway instead of a different kicker. Yes, but, they,
2: uh, but people also unearthed some um, problematic tweets from his past. Oh, you know, th- I didn't that, remember
1: that. That old uh, that old thing. Yes, that uh, that feels that feels very cozy at this point. The problematic tweets. The uh, my the alt. I think maybe the greatest Steeler social media moment. <laughs>
2: Martavius Bryant versus Sammy Coates when they drafted... (laughs) It's still up there. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, they drafted Juju, so Mm -hmm. it was Sammy who said... No, it was Mortavius who said, this is Sammy's replacement, this not mine. This is Sammy's
1: replacement, not mine. People made reference to that when he uh, made jokes about that when he got signed to the Cowboys. They had, uh, they, by Cowboy, they, they photoshopped it with Cowboys receivers uh, saying the, the, the tweets. I was very impressed with that work. That led
2: Tomlin to tweet himself. He yes. was like,
1: calm down, boys.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. 2017,
1: earlier that season, the, the the or the prior season, of course, was... Ab's Facebook Live, which was the kind of, I mean, which which was th- that was the closest I think a lot of these come to like a genuine scandal because that was the private in the locker room what Tomlin was telling them after a playoff win before the AFC Championship game. I mean, that was that was it was almost at this point where like, man, maybe this Ab guy makes some bad decisions. <laughs> now they do the locker room dances. Now it's yes. it's but it, a but but they don't do it during the coach's speech. They don't no. do it during the private locker. I mean, it's very much like this is the moment where we're dancing. Not this is the moment where we talk about next week. Um, twenty fourteen. I kind of forgot about this.
2: My, uh, the team banned Mike Mitchell from social media because he was going into it with fans
1: in the DMs. I do vaguely remember that. I I remember Vince Williams threatening to murder. Uh, was it Burfact? And then he got banned for by Twitter for like a couple of weeks. That was I forget what year that was, but that was that was that that's not. I, I guess technically that's a controversy. That feels like part of the Bengals week, but and the the tweet that actually
2: forced Art Rooney to release a statement. <laughs> Is when, uh, 2011, when Richard Mendenhall, uh, it wasn't necessarily a pro bin Laden comment. It wasn't
1: a pro, but But the fact that we have to start it that way shows how it was a controversy. (laughs) It wasn't a pro bin Laden comment. Uh, I think Art Rooney had to say something yes. like, we don't know what he's talking about. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're also forgetting um, Devin Bush, you know, tweets weird, cryptic. Talk about cryptic things. Devin Bush was a cryptic dude a lot of times. Cam had to say something about that. I mean, it's... That's right. We've so, been doing this too long. Can we remember
2: these things? So yeah, so Pickens, uh, barely. yeah, with all those, maybe Pickens yes. is a
1: top 10. Uh, I, 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 would, I don't know if it's top 25. It, it, if it, it doesn't make your starting roster of Steeler controversies. It doesn't make the top 22. Uh but there's still plenty of season left, so who knows. I, you know, I still think that
2: Levin commercial, Levin Furniture commercial is a social media disaster. <laughs> but that is not, that's technically not a uh a Twitter scandal, I guess. Um all right. I guess that's what we've been talking about. Is it? That's what we've been talking about. All right. Um If you're watching on YouTube, give us a like or a subscribe or something. Uh, And if you're just listening, check it out on YouTube if you actually want to see what someone looks like when they need
1: to shave. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually both of us today. I didn't shave today either.
2: Uh, Keep the conversation going online. Mm -hmm. I'm on TikTok at Kyle Greg, how about yourself? Uh,
1: On Instagram, at Greg Benevent, B as in boy, E-N-E, B as in Victor, E-N-T.
2: If you want a Blame Canada sticker, send me an email. I I know that I'm overdue on some of those. I'll get to that uh, this weekend, hopefully, while uh, I'm eating some Model meatballs. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. Until next week, keep listening to your coach. Be the best self. That's going to be required.
0: Stay in school